We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's your True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Newcastle for Aston Villa. Nil, that's right. Newcastle are rising up the Premier League for a bit. We were third. We're still fourth. <laughs> uh, I'm Charlotte Robson, joined today by Ben Wade, Cy Campbell and Kyle Thompson. Thank you all for getting up this early Sunday morning and talking about yesterday's absolutely class game at St. James's Park. We are on Patreon. We have a couple of levels for you actually on Patreon now. We've got uh, this what this podcast ad free. We've got a half membership and we've got a full membership for eight pounds per month. You get absolutely tons of extra content. We love making it. We love having you there. So please do consider it. Uh, but let's get into the game, shall we, Simon? Yesterday was it just another example of us being class? What does what did yesterday tell you about Newcastle United? I mean, yes, yes, it was. Yes, yesterday was an example of how much we've grown since since earlier in the season where. We, we, we are now getting used to the fact that we're no longer the underdogs. Teams are coming to St. James's Park and trying to batten down the hatches and, and stop the game of football from happening. They're letting, they're letting us have the ball and just sitting in because that worked for, for some of the teams early in the season. It worked for um, it worked for Forrest in the first half and in the first game. It certainly worked for um, for Bournemouth. Crystal Palace and Bournemouth. Um, other teams like Wolves and, and Brighton have, have done the same thing to us and, and made it really difficult. Um, this was... The same, certainly for the first forty minutes, um, we we had that to deal with. But look, we've come away with a four nil win, and I'm a little bit disappointed that it was only four because we've learned how to how to handle that, how to do it, and how to be patient yet keep probing, keep trying. And then we got the goal we deserved. And then, my God, did we punish them for putting us through that first forty minutes? So yeah, it is an example of of, of how good we are. It is um, testament to to Eddie Howe and the team for not panicking and worrying about how we're going to break teams down. They just they were confident in the way they've set up. That you know we haven't really changed anything. We're still playing pretty much the same eleven in the same formation with the same style. It's just a bit quicker, a bit more intense, and we our fitness levels have clearly improved since the start of the season. And just everything, everything came together there in a in a wonderful and wonderful victory. I think that's it, isn't it? Like we've um, we've we've just improved so much. Um, but like we didn't panic we didn't yeah. think oh god they're, they're really trying to compress us they've come here for a point they're just going to try and stop us at every turn and um, it, it wasn't that it wasn't there were some some a few sloppy passes in the first half because they were they were on us so much but but it was like our heads didn't go it was just like that's fine they won't be able to keep this up as soon as a goal happens this game opens wide um 
Kyle, what about you? Do you think this is the the best we're going to see, or do you think it gets better from here? It, I, I thought we peaked at Tottenham last week. I thought that was kind <laughs> of the standard that they had to meet, but they've surpassed that in that second half. And like whatever standard we seem to set, they, they seem to surpass it every single time. So, like, I know ceilings has been mentioned past mm. couple of weeks by certain managers, but uh, I don't think we we definitely don't have one with, with this with this team. It's just so united, so just so on the same page, so efficient, and we've proven that with another amazing win. I think the first half was like twenty minutes long, <laughs> um, with all the time wasting stuff, but. Like said before, um, we really punished them for for trying to time waste and play the shit house we kind of kind of tactic against win with a with an amazing second half. Like we just the Villa couldn't cope. They've got some good individual players. I was speaking to Ben about that in the car on the way here. Like they have got some really good individuals. Douglas Louise, who we tried to buy in the summer, like. Bermuda, who's um, who's been decent for them. He wasn't decent yesterday. He spent most of the time on his arse. But <laughs> you know, like it would, to, for them to come here with an idea of we're going to try and nick a nil nil with the investment they've got in their team really complements how well we are playing at the minute. And just just an unbelievable second half. It was like euphoric for like 30, 40 minutes of just pure dominance and watching my team play the best football I've I've definitely seen because I wasn't I wasn't a massive like, like I, I I wasn't a football fan because I was I was only born in 97 so I didn't <laughs> I, 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 I didn't see the yeah, Kyle's didn't, our resident baby yeah I didn't I, I remember you're 96 <laughs> I didn't see the I didn't see the entertainers team <laughs> my earliest memories were like the late Bobby Robson era so this is definitely the best football I've seen as a Newcastle fan for for sure like um just Unbelievable, and I know we're going to get better and better, and it's just mad to think. Just t- talking about how we handled that first half. Now, like there was, I swear to God, the ball was dead more than it was in play. You're right; we played about 20 minutes of football, and you couldn't call it football because it just stop, start, stop, start. And we were really sloppy actually first half. I, I like to think that um, that Tyndall or or how probably Tyndall gave them all <laughs> gave them all a kick up the arse at half time because they they needed a bollocking. But in terms of how Villa approached the game, we're just I'm still getting used to it. Nobody's. Nobody's had to do that in Newcastle United for, for 15 years. Come here and try and shut the game down. And um, when you talk about uh, some of the other managers you've mentioned ceilings, they would be ab- Pep and, and Klopp would be absolutely furious and, and complain about how that was anti-football and how it wasn't right. I'm so glad that Eddie Howe has so much more class. And he didn't talk about them at all. He just talks about how much we've improved and worked mm-hmm. out how to, how to handle that situation, not complaining that a team with, with less resources, because let's face it, that's what it is try to play a different game. We've got to get used to that and, and learn how to deal with it. And we, we did, didn't we? We've got we've got the hood down, haven't we? We're cruising in the sun. Hood's <laughs> <laughs> down. Cool wind in my hair. That's Absolutely exactly class. it. That's it, Ben. So, Ben, like, let's talk about the day as a whole. Like, rainy, grey, kind of miserable, but fucking the d- great. The days you get up for, isn't it? It's, <laughs> that's what we live for. Um, yeah, I mean, rank. I mean, that, that's, that, that was the, um, the thing. I, I thought the... The kind of the, the the rain and the kind of the wet pitch would would kind of benefit us in terms of our slick pass and stuff. And you're right, site was so sloppy at times. I think we struggled. I think we struggled getting the ball up to Wilson initially, didn't we? Um, he was getting kind of ragdolled a bit by uh, Mings mm. in the the first half and not really getting any joy from it. And I, I think the ball was coming back and and it was kind of quite tight. Um, sort of around that midfield, there, there was a lot of kind of um 
sort of skillful or little clever touches or passes that we're trying and it was just like going to nobody like yeah. A, a yeah. clear space whatever and it was probably wasn't the best the, the, the best there uh, 45 or whatever it was 55 75 95 <laughs> whatever it ended up being but um yeah you, you spot on side like obviously there was clearly a kind of a, a reaction to say lads these are rubbish like how let's start to put a few passes together and and we'll go but um yeah, I mean, it, it was such a good second half. And as you say, just proper euphoric. I mean, I, me and Sai were bouncing out of the ground, like, right, where, like, forget I've got to get home in like 20 minutes to put me baby daughter to bed. Where we're going for the, the funniest like, thing how is, how many it, shots can we get in before I need to get home? <laughs> you, were dri- home. You, you were driving and you'd had one beer all day. And you, you said to me after the game, like, I feel pissed just, just, <laughs> yeah. just from the euphoria, from the energy that you totally. get from, from a home crowd like that. Well, that's what I want to touch on as well before our break. It's like the, the home crowd, and I said it on our Instant Reaction podcast on Patreon, it felt like a festival. It felt like I was at a gig or something like where like there was just noise, like, okay, the first half it was, it, the first half could have totally dampened the, the, the entire atmosphere, but it didn't. Once that penalty went in, we'll, we will talk about the goals and we will talk about the performance in more detail in the second half of the show. Um, once that went in, the whole, it felt like the whole stadium, bar the, the, the rapidly disappearing Aston Villa fans, mm just knew that this was ours for the taking and that there were going to be a lot more goals than this. And it just, it was bouncing. Like, it was so, like, we were in the corner, me, Ben and Si, and, and it was, it's always noisy there, but you just you just knew that the whole stadium was was on its feet, basically, and making noise. It was class. We've got that on the match day as well that Si put together, so a little plug there. You, you know it's a great atmosphere when we're, we start saying we're, we're going to win the league. Mm. Like, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> It was uh, it was just a proper party time, and and basically because the lads are so good on the pitch, like we're able to do what we wanted pretty much when we wanted. And as as I says, I don't know how Villa kept it to four. Like honestly, give them a pat on the back, whoever that <laughs> take a manager is, give him the job full time <laughs> to get out of that game and conceding four. He did a great job with with a back four, including Tyrone Mings and, and Ashley Young. God, Mings was terrible. Get, get him me? bloody to, get, get him in the coaching staff Southgate for the World Cup. That was so miraculously produced yesterday. <laughs> we'll take a break there. That's it for part one. Um, we will be back after these messages from our lovely sponsors. If you don't like them, as I say, join us on Patreon. You can just hear this one ad free. You can hear a few more and then you can hear the whole shebang uh, for £8 a month. We'll be back after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Part two of the True Faith podcast. Let's talk in more detail about that game. Let's talk, our, we'll, we'll move from the defence through to the attack. So we have the best defence in the league. And again, another home game yesterday where the opposition didn't have a chance, really. They didn't have a chance. They didn't have a shot on target. Did they have a shot on target at all? No, no. that's right, Kyle. They did not have one shot on target. They, they didn't? As per the preview when you said, uh, ooh, that's a, that's a, um, that's a <laughs> big words or something you said when I said they won't have a shot on target. Well, there you go. <laughs> As he told you. To be fair, that's, that's bang on. <laughs> yeah, Simon, lottery numbers next, please. That would be great. Um, how how do teams break this down? How do teams get through this? Like, okay. Pray, so, hope for miracles. <laughs> Nick Pope, are you worried he's, he's going to forget how to save? Ben, like, like, what's going on? How, um, how are they going to do this? I mean, he has, he was like top of the saving charts, wasn't he? Like three games ago or something before they the started going on this like ridiculous run of just saying, right, do you know what? We're just going to shut everyone down. You don't need to do your job anymore. Yeah, and like, <laughs> Popey, get your, rest rest those hands for guitar. <laughs> we'll, quite, we'll take it from here. It's quite handy, isn't it? Because we've got Maxi and Isaac coming Literally back. Where are they going to play? We're going to just drop Pope and just play one of them. So we, need, <laughs> we need another position for <laughs> Yeah, Shelby and Don't goal, just to uh, like be class on the ball. Well, that's it. Like, but but it's a serious question. Like, uh, who comes to Newcastle? You know, who comes to St James's Park and thinks I can? We can break down that defence. Well, we've seen it's only City. Like, yeah. they they got three with with Haaland and De Bruyne and and whoever else. I don't know who else played that game. But really to that matter. but to that point though, you know, that was in August. And we are getting better and better. We're better than we were in August, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what? What? I mean, I don't. And I don't know who's going to come. We've got Chelsea next at home, right? And we, and Palace as well in the cup game. I can't. I can't really see them scoring, especially watching Chelsea yesterday. So, I, like, what do you think about that? Um. Yeah, I just. I, Villa, to be fair, didn't come to try and score. That's did true. they? It just. It felt like they were nil-nil was all they were targeting. So whilst we defended well, and especially at the time, the only defending we had to do yesterday was when we gave them the ball, which we did loads in the first mm. half by, mm. as Ben said before, just making loads of mistakes. But yeah, um, I I think it was more, yesterday was more about how much better we were in their half and and how well we, we just got the goals we needed to win the game. Um, but Botman will be buzzing with it with a clean sheet. In fact, does yeah. he get a clean sheet because he went off, Ben? I was going to say, the, the to be fair, actually, because we're, we're forgetting as bad as it was. There were a couple of moments in the first half. Burn obviously makes a massive block on the Buendia challenge yeah. when he goes down for like half, half an hour or whatever he was mm. out for. 
Um, and then there was a couple of times where Botman kind of got out of tricky situations. Yeah. But like that's the the key, isn't it? Is like individuals are like being massive at the big moments. You need them to be. They're doing exactly what they need to do. Burns block kind of epitomised that. He, he probably we were just saying he probably didn't have like the best game he's ever had but he did like the moment you needed him he was there to do yeah. it and put in a massive block and that's that's why we're so good and then you've just got you've got Shaw and Botman just look so comfortable together like they're so like that they're confident on the ball um and it's like if the if we'd have to do a little bit of defending like we'll we'll take care of it whatever but it's it's interesting because I thought that bit that Bailey um <laughs> like 30 million pound sign or whatever it was like two years ago like he, I, I watched them um, uh, a preseason game like when I was like bored like one morning nothing on and, and Villa I, think, I can't remember who they're playing might have been Villa Manu or something and he looked quite like dangerous and like quite quite a good player and I was like oh like he might actually come and do something he was absolutely useless yesterday he just did not I think he got round Shaw once for mm. that when they chance didn't he like Shaw kind of hesitated um, but they just considering like he's a quick fast winger they put him on um, Burn. And I don't remember him doing anything really. And it, do, it just goes to show like when you've got a bit of confidence, like the players, they're, they're confident kind of taking their man one-on-one and, and dominating that that kind of um, duel. And yeah. and as you say, it's it's hard. I mean, especially seeing, we've, we've just seen Son and Kane, who everybody raves about being kind of the best strike partnership in the Premier League ever. Like they only managed one, yeah. I think only two shots on target or something and, and one goal from it. Like, that there isn't much more in terms of challenges that we've got left to face as this back four. So, are we, we predict we're not going to concede another goal for us? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm getting that close. Like I'm getting it. close yeah. to it. That's what we're getting at. I think the other thing is that when we do win the ball back, or when we just just by being in the right positions and being intimidating, they, they we we force mistakes and, and the ball just finds its way back to a Newcastle player. Yeah, we don't then panic and, and and hoof it back so that they get the ball back. We we're so good now, and this probably comes down to. Kieran Trippier more than anyone is the calmness is when we get the ball. Trippier and Botman are probably the, the, the perfect examples of this actually. Um, they, if they've got even half a second to to get their head up and try and find a pass out or go back to Pope and, and they trust Pope with a, with a pass to feet when there's players around them. They trust each other with a quick pass to feet when there's players around them and try and play it out. Sometimes we do, we do run out of ideas and get rid of it but most of the time we're playing it out so that's just another part of our defending that I'm just not used to it. We never used to do it. Every time we got the ball back, it was a panic and get rid and kick it out of play, kick it mm. out for throw-ins. I don't think we ever concede throw-ins. I don't think we ever booted out, really. We kicked it up to Mings maybe once or twice, but other than that, we just... He can't do anything with it. Like, yeah. he was terrible yesterday, so it didn't <laughs> that even was, matter. That, um, that was genuinely tactics. Like, get Mings <laughs> on the ball. He could be our 12th man. <laughs> he could do anything. He's a wild, he's proper wild card. Um, all right, we'll move on from the defence, which was magnificent. It's not all about Nick Pope, as you rightly say there. Botman, Byrne, Cher, like Trippier, what a, what a group of, of players, like just fantastic. Um, also, shout out to Trippier, who I don't know if you saw um, when Lascelles came on, he ran straight over and put the armband on Lascelles. I just love that man. <laughs> yeah. He's just a proper team player, isn't he? It's Humble just, lad, isn't he? he it's him. amazing. So let's talk attack. Um, we will also we'll go we'll go back to the midfield. I'm sure, but we'll talk attack. It was was it was it just the secret to all of this? Was it just keeping Wilson fit? That was Wilson's fifth goal, I think, in nine games. Uh, two yesterday. Uh, you know, five goals in nine games. It's just, it just he's just on fire. He's just, he's he's playing for an England 
call up obviously like that's a that's a sort of mark of contention between all of us I think because like kind of want him to stay stay fit for us like help us win the league I think you posted that on Twitter this yeah. morning Sai. <laughs> but um but also like he's playing out of his skin at the moment like it he changes our game was was, was that it all along Kyle was it just that we if if we'd had him, we'd we'd already from the start we'd already be top of the league. Colin Wilson scores goals like he's <laughs> just like in terms of he, it's not just the goal scoring either it's his build up play and stuff like that. And when mm-hmm. you get him involved in those key areas in the final third of the field, obviously we struggled in the first half a little bit, but you you look at it and he's just be he's just been outstanding. Like Gareth Southgate was at the match yesterday, so was the Brazilian manager. Um, but if you're Gareth Southgate, you've surely got to take Callum Wilson as your second option to Harry Kane. So obviously Kane's going to get picked no matter what. But as a as a different option, someone that can get in between the the the, the areas in the box and a, a clinical goal scorer. Look no further than Callum Wilson. I watched Calvert Lewin yesterday. He was shit. Like you've got <laughs> you've got a you've got a good number of strikers that's in contention with him. Um, Ivan Tony's probably the only one outside of Harry Kane that can really say anything to have contention over Wilson. If Wilson doesn't go to the World Cup and Tyrone Mings does, <laughs> I know the different positions, but it's nothing short of a criminal act from Gareth Southgate. So Get her in prison. Couldn't, couldn't <laughs> agree more. Honestly, it's like, yeah, Callum, Callum Wilson really completes that attack. And yeah. it seems whatever winger that we do have on the field, he adapts to that. So obviously when Murphy came on, for a rare, unbelievable performance from Jacob Murphy, um, he managed to adapt to that. He hit the crossbar, and obviously he had a he had another chance as well. But like he, he just adapts to every type of situation, and yeah, he's um, Callum Wilson for England, but don't get injured. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the fear, isn't it? With Callum Wilson, is that he will get injured, and then we're, where are we? We, we, we? But having said that, and we talked about this as we were leaving the stadium yesterday, it was it was six six in nine, I think. Yesterday it was fifth fifth and six. Sorry, I just want to correct myself from before. Um, having said that, as we were leaving the stadium, we were talking, you know, um, months a couple of months ago, like where are our goals coming from if Callum Wilson can't score? Well, it turns out they're they're coming from Miggy, they're coming <laughs> from uh, they're coming from Joe Linton and 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 all other places. Obviously, he changes the game. It's like there's there's no two ways about it, and. Isaac is is not fit, so it'll be interesting to see. Like as I say, there's now heavy competition for that sort of forward uh, position. But um, yeah, I just uh, Callum Wilson just stretches the game, changes. It's just amazing to watch. Yeah, I, I, I th- it is. It's a good question. Is it was it all just down to Callum Wilson, and when he was missing, we couldn't score goals. And I think it coincided with Miggy being a bit lacking confidence, which mm. is which has come full circle. He's He's the most confident player on the pitch now, and he's he's scoring goals for fun. Joe Linton got a goal that he deserved yesterday, albeit it was just off a rebound from from Wilson, who should have got a hat trick. But yeah, I think um, we've 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 had some really good games where Wilson hasn't even been the the, the centre of it. I don't think he scored in the Brentford game, did he? Yeah. Uh, you know, he scored five goals without him there, but he is got crucial. For the he's crucial to the attack. Um, he does cause defenders have to defend much deeper. You know, Mings and um, Concha, Concha, Concha have to. Um, have to defend a lot deeper and the, the between them are, are panicking the whole time. Whenever the ball comes to Wilson and he does, it, the pass is accurate and he's got the ball. Like They, they just couldn't get it off him. He holds it up so well. And players like Miggy have so much more confidence that he's going to do that, that they make those runs that Joe Linton's up with him and Will, Willock and Bruno are getting much closer to him because they trust that, that centre forward. And again, I, I hate to make this sound like a, 
I think the opposite about Isaac. I'm sure Isaac will have those qualities as well when we when we get to see him probably at Christmas now. But yeah, I think he's a different player. It's yeah. a different. He's got a different style of play. So we've got to give Wilson some credit for being class. But I think also Howe has worked with the rest of the lads and the confidence is there. And I I, I think we win that game yesterday without Wilson. But he was. I mean, we probably don't win it four nil. He's he's just complete though, isn't he? Like he's he's good at everything. Like I mean, Mings the. Is a, is a big lad like his his kind of bread and butter is he's in the team to win headers and stuff and yet Murphy whips a ball at the box in the danger zone and who beats him to the, the header Callum Wilson who's probably like giving away like a, a half a foot or something in, in height <laughs> um, he's he's just class and then he obviously that I mean we were getting frustrated in the first half that he kind of Mings was all over him and, and when he was backing into him but he was strong enough to hold him off a lot of times he turned him once and didn't get a free kick when he was pulled back and um, and then he's got the pace. Like you, you, you saw, um, uh, I think it was last week. There was um, a, a point where kind of the ball was played into him, and he, he makes a brilliant first touch and runs away from Eric Dyer and goes back to your point. Like these are the the England defenders mm. that he's played in week, like back yeah. to back weeks, and he's embarrassed the pair of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so it's like Southgate, you've you've clearly watched both of these games. Like how can you not take this lad mm. when you're picking those two? Like and they they look this be signed, sealed, and delivered on the bloody plane. Yeah. Why are you not taking the lad that's pulling the pants down on live TV <laughs> to the world, showing them how to play against them? Um, I mean, the Brazil manager was there. Like he's yes, probably yeah. rubbing his hands at the the fact of the, the thought of facing Tyro Mings in that England team and the fact that Wilson might not be there. Like it'd be, I mean, Wilson would have been giving him nightmares. I think yeah. uh, yeah. if if he does go, but um, yeah, it was a class. Like as I say, complete performance from Wilson. He does does everything. And, um, it scores all kinds of goals. I mean, the penalty like was was massive, wasn't it? I mean, talk about amazing pressure. going straight through the middle yeah. as well. Like the confidence to do that, and that's it. We needed that kind of that 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 is the goal. Like we we just missed that in a few of the games, didn't we? You, you mentioned the Bournemouth and and Palace and stuff. Obviously, um, we, we just needed that kind of goal to alleviate the pressure and kind of open the floodgates. And they were well and truly busted open yesterday. <laughs> the damn buster. <laughs> I mentioned confidence there and and I think that's something that we have to touch on like this team is transformed not just in ability and sort of camaraderie and all of that stuff but in confidence like and and no player typifies that more than Miguel Almiron for me um that was six in six I think yesterday six goals in six games and and they're not just like little dinks in they're like absolutely amazing like world-class goals I was watching the um the highlights this morning before we came down here and that he just from the from the moment he gets the ball he just it the confidence to because he's he's quite far away from the goal the confidence to just get it get it in the net the the skill involved and the speed involved as well for no one to catch up with him I just what like what next what's he gonna do next you know what? I, I want to say sorry to, to Miguel Almiron <laughs> okay. for, for complaining about his one-footedness because this is why he plays on the right because he can cut in and ping that shot, which he's now done four or five times. Yeah, we were just wrong. We, <laughs> I, I have to accept that every time we say something that, that's critical of this team, Eddie Howe comes out and explains to us or shows us, demonstrates how, why we were wrong. And yeah, you're absolutely right about his confidence. I think what was also lovely to watch about Miggy was that even at 4-0 um, for like the last 20 minutes, he was still running around trying to win the ball in, in, in their half. He was still chasing players down. He was tracking back. He was covering. He was just working so hard and, and doing it all with a smile on his face. And um, 
he's, the, the way he celebrated when he got the penalty, like he goes into the leasers and he's like, yes! <laughs> like he's just absolutely buzzing to play for Newcastle at the moment. I think that all it all plays into it. So he's just, he's enjoying his football so much. And we always knew he was a confidence player, but my God, I didn't realise he was this good. Yeah. It's 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 that how effect as well. I mean, how said after the game that he's running out of words to describe how good Mickey's goals are. Just they're all so good. Like <laughs> it, it is. You 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 lose like language when you look at goals like that, don't you? I I just I I think well, we've got Southampton next week. That's that's his for the taking. Surely he's going to get seven yeah. and seven, Kyle. I mean. It's it'll be the next month, so he's got to start putting his goals in for the goal of the month competition, which is all his, <laughs> by the way, this month. Um, but yeah, M- M- Miggy Almiro. I mean, he scored last week as well at Tottenham. Just he wouldn't have done that twelve months ago. But yeah. uh, looking forward, beating the player and then putting it under the goalkeeper, just like yesterday, getting the ball, putting it on his left, and like nobody. It seems nobody can stop him. It's like. I think he scored like nine goals in 100 games in his first 100 games for Newcastle, which is crazy to think he's got six and six. <laughs> like, Eddie Howe was like, they transformed him. He must be putting something in the orange juice. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's, I think it's just a bit, it, it's mad, but like... He definitely drinks orange yeah, cordial, doesn't he, Mickey? Yeah, very That's a water, aren't listening. <laughs> but it's just, it's just, it's just brilliant to see because... I know I've said it a couple of times now, but with the right coaching and, and the right amount of training and stuff like that, you're starting to see the best of Miggy Almiron. I mean, Steve Bruce played him in midfield. I don't uh, want to uh, talk uh, about uh, Steve Bruce. I, I know, but like, it's just, you look at, you look at how, like, getting the best out of players. And like, I think like Maxi came on with five minutes to go and it was like, for the first time ever, like Maxi coming on, it's like, oh, Maggie's going off. Yeah. And it's like, it's not Maxi's coming on. Great. It's like, oh, we're falling up, but like, Maggie's well, going off. It's a shame. Maxi coming on used to be our insurance, right? It's like, he, he, he would, you know, around that 60 He's going to have minute. to play his way into this team. No? I agree. Totally agree with you. Like, it, it would be 60 minutes. Nothing's happened. Like, oh, we'll have to bring Maxi on and hope he doesn't get injured and, and like try and change the game and, and get some creativity going. Now it's just like, give Miggy a, a standing ovation, give him the opportunity to get clapped off the pitch because he's had such a good game. Um, yeah, and and I and I think you know it, it is down to Eddie Howe. There was a there was a point a couple of months ago, where, or maybe a month and a half ago, when we had a lot of injuries, where I was like, maybe th- this isn't like maybe they're overdoing it, maybe it's not. But um, I guess we just needed to get a bit more used to it because teams bedded in to all of that intensity really, really nicely. <laughs> all right, so we'll talk about the midfield a little bit now. I think we've we've talked defense attack, and we'll do our review show on our Patreon as well. This we can go further into all of this, but um, the as you've said rightly, Kyle, the uh, Brazil manager Tite is that how he's Tite was there? I'm I'm never sure how to say that. I always get names wrong. Long term listeners will know that. Um, he was there at St James's Park to to see Bruno. He also got the pleasure of seeing Joe Linton. Um, Joe Linton. Um, moving him into midfield changed the game. He was he was sort of playing out a little bit wider with um, Willock in the first half, which was getting shut down, uh, moved him into midfield um, with Longstaff, and he and and Longstaff just gave them no no time on the on the ball, the opposition no time on the ball. Um, ben, what are your thoughts on these two? Do you think Joe Linton's now in with a shout now that Tite's seen him, or do you think he was just fully there for Bruno? Well, it's another scandal that Joe Linton doesn't get in this Brazil squad, and you've got Fred and... Cosmo and like, yeah, like some absolute jokers. 
uh, playing in the in the league. But um, I mean, he's, he, he the thing with Joe Linton is he does give you a bit of versatility in terms of um, he obviously he started up on the left and. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we, we said he kind of struggled a little bit to get into the game. I think he wasn't getting the ball kind of in dangerous positions where he could get at um, Matty Cash to kind of put him under pressure. But th- there was a couple of balls where kind of the, the, the ball went up to him and he, his, his, his touch is absolutely class. Like, um, he, he rarely loses the ball and he's just such a powerful figure. I mean, once he did move back into midfield, there was a point in the um, the second half, I think, where... Tyro Mings was carrying the ball out and and kind of got to probably just over the halfway line and Joe Linton just comes out of absolute nowhere and just smashes into him. <laughs> oh, it was such a moment. That yeah, it was like I mean I, I said it was like two worlds colliding. Like it was uh, two two big lads. It was class. Like but he just like that's the thing. He's got that strength to go and take on like a a big kind of uh, centre back. But um, he's also got a little bit of class as well. I mean. As I say, it was a bit sloppy in the first half and, and kind of he wasn't the only one, but there was a few kind of right passes or um, kind of poor touches. But wanted to clean that up in the second half. And as you say, once he was kind of moved into his more natural position in midfield where I think he's just able to get into the game more often. The problem was we weren't getting him the ball in the first half. When he's in midfield, he, he can pick the ball up and make those driving runs or um, he, he's able to kind of get back and, and win the ball back for us and, and then kind of start things. So... Um, I think he, again, he's another player that's got a hell of a lot to offer. Like, I, I hope he doesn't go to the World Cup because Brazil would be stronger for it. Um, but I mean, he, again, it was a, a really good performance to put on when you, you're trying to kind of showcase yourself to get into that um, the, the the national team. Like, I'm, I'm buzzing for him that um, he was able to, to to get on the score sheet and, and, and put in a really good performance, and especially against Luis as well for Villa, uh, who I think is obviously in contention as well. Um, out of the two of them, you would say, I, I barely noticed Luiz, whereas it was our two boys, Bruno and Joe Linton, were the ones that you would say um, looked looked kind of the, the dominating players. So, um, yeah, really, really pleased for him that he was he was able to kind of put his, his one of his better performances on, on the pitch there. Yeah, I, I agree. First half, I think me and you kept saying to each other, he he's, looks like he's not really used to playing because he is normally in, in midfield. But, but, you got to remember, we were we were 3-0 up and he had scored before he moved back in the midfield. So mm. it's probably harsh to say that I've seen a lot of comments on Twitter this morning saying we were better um, once he moved back in the midfield. And you could probably say we were because we yeah. just kept battering them after that point. But <laughs> we were 3-0 up and we'd already won the game. <laughs> uh, they'd completely given up. But yeah, um, I think that the other thing, Tite, watching that game, he's probably got his scouts now looking into Dan Burns, like history to see if he's got any Brazilian like <laughs> relatives. He's like, does he play for England? No, right. See if he's got like a grandma or something. Just can you add like Enio onto the end of your name, Dan? <laughs> I think that's enough these days, isn't it? But yeah, I think I, I wouldn't in the next game drop drop Joe Linton for Maximan because let's say Maximan's fit. It is a selection headache for Howe mm. because he is a good player. Um, but the, the three midfielders, I think we haven't talked about Longstaff. I thought Willick was excellent for, for 70 minutes and getting closer to, to being in with a chance. Of, he's desperate for a goal and he, and he needs a goal. But he was still like everything came through and that the first goal came from Willick cutting inside. Um, the ball goes to Wilson, then he plays it through to, to Miggy who gets the pen obviously. But I think at first half, the only player who looked like threatening was Willick, and he's a he's the kind of player when we are up against a, a brick wall of a ten men behind the ball. Villa Willick is is offering a lot there. Um, Longstaff on the on the flip side, covering loads of ground, doing it. He's, he's he's improving week on week, and whilst first half some of the sloppy passes were definitely Longstaff. Equally, he was just in one corner of the pitch one second, and then the next minute he's back covering Dan Burnett left back. You know, he's he's all over the place. 
you just can't drop anyone on that team. So for Maximan, I think the only way we've got to keep playing this four midfielders. So Joe Linton keeps his place for me in that in that forward place until until something changes. It's interesting. I mean, I, it's you, you say well, it was fantastic seventy minutes. I, I I was getting a little bit frustrated with him in the first half because I think he, he just wasn't in the game enough, and it's not necessarily his fault. I think he was picking up some really good positions where he was get him and Joe Linton probably had loads of space because it was all going down the right, but we just weren't able to get the kind of the ball over to them where they could they can could hurt them or they were when they did get the ball they were kind of taking too many touches or 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 whatever. But you're right, kind of when they started to click and and um, we were able to kind of get the ball through them. Like he's just a brilliant carrier. When when you've got Willock on the ball. Like he's fantastic in transitions and stuff. I mean, that that Leicester goal last season is kind of the epitome of, yeah. of what you get from Willock, isn't it? Where he, he makes that like seventy yard run and then puts a, a brilliant ball in. Obviously, it was deflected, but brilliant ball in for Bruno. And it's like it just adds so much in that energy and that kind of. It's just like that like explosive burst, isn't it? And and on like turn of a sixpence or whatever, there he can then put teams under pressure. And um, he was brilliant at that. I think. That's what, obviously, it's probably hard for Longstaff to do, but that's kind of almost what Longstaff needs to add because I think he was getting some great positions yesterday. And either and, and Bruno was finding him quite a few times, but there was a couple of times where he maybe just didn't read the pass or he would get into the position and then um, he'd, he'd kind of, he'd, his cross would get blocked or whatever. But um, I thought it was a really, really good, like, uh, as a three, um, Bruno... Willock and, and Longstaff they they dominated kind of their opposing threat I know technically it was like two holes and, and Buendia kind of pushed further on but that that's kind of where we we dominated the game um, and it, it was it was just another progression I think hopefully as I say Longstaff if he can add a bit more in terms of his offensive game and his passing has been a bit awry the last few games and it wasn't great in the first half but it got better I think if he can kind of clean up his game a bit more then that is like a proper class unit and then you've got Shelby and and, uh, and and obviously Joe Linton potentially at times if you need to, to kind of come back into that it's a really really strong unit yeah well that's it that sorry Kyle they, they um the that's it they've, they've all got their places in the team now but they've got Shelby and like I say Joe Linton who can play midfield so it's on them now to keep their place because if they if their standard slip there's there's other players who will, who will snap at the opportunity now to come in the team and take that space but yeah you you were kind of right in that first half mean you were both getting frustrated at all of those players for. What seemed like a bit lethargic, we were a bit slow, uh, decision-making was slow, and we didn't seem to want to get at them as much. But on reflection, I think that was just because of the way Villa were playing in that first half. They were they were playing like we did um, just after Eddie Howe took over in, in early January last year. Like Every game was was a, was a relegation six-pointer. They were they were getting behind everything. They were, as soon as they lost the ball, they were getting everyone in and, and making it really difficult for us. And I think we were just tired out, but we, what what prevailed was that they were never going to be able to do that for 90 minutes and as soon as they they ran out of steam we absolutely punished them I think it was the first goal and they as soon as their game plan kind of shattered they yeah. had to come out and the second they came out it was just they couldn't the do it they couldn't handle it they, they just could not cope like the defensive villa couldn't cope the midfield couldn't cope and that's why I think Joe Linton definitely gets in over Douglas Louise for the squad because like mm. you, you just look at the look at the midfield he could he didn't for someone that's been talked up so much, Douglas Louise, he didn't get a look in yesterday, like any way, shape, or form. He was just dominated in midfield. And like you look at players that Villa have got in midfield, like uh, John McGain and stuff like that. They've got some decent players in midfield, but none of them, none of them had any impetus on the game. Or, or, or even tried to take a stranglehold because Bruno Longstaff Willock just had the game on total lockdown. And one thing that 
um, wasn't wasn't mentioned was that Willock and Joel Linton seemed to intertwine a little bit between mm-hmm. the positions, which I think is really smart because like, you get, uh, like, depending on how the game goes, and I think this is how we've been able to open teams up at home uh, in comparison to the Bournemouth and Crystal Palace games is because we're, 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 changing, like, we're changing positions as it goes into the yeah. game. Like, um, so some minutes you'll see you'll see Joel Linton forward, some games Willick. So it's just it intertwines all the time and it offers something different and keeps them on their toes. And as seen yesterday, Villa couldn't handle it. Absolutely. And I think the word you used there was dominant. We were absolutely dominant yesterday as soon as we got that first goal. Really before that, we all knew that that goal was coming. I think if nobody else wants to add any more, we will leave it there for today. Uh, Newcastle United rising like a phoenix out of the ashes. Everybody, I think, is sitting up and taking note. Ben? I just want to do a little shout out for Diego Carlos and uh, Luca Dean, who apparently turned down us to, <laughs> to go to... Uh, Don't want to be in a relegation bright, battle. Bright, brighter pastures at, at Villa. Uh, <laughs> you've got what you deserve, lads. Have that shit sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) On that really nice note, thank you, Ben. We will leave it there. As I've said, we're on Patreon. You know that. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, We will be back this week with loads more podcasts. Thank you. Take care.